Support for Podcast 42 is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And that rhymes, which means it'll stick in your head. What won't stick against parts of your body is the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their engineering team has perfected the greatest trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved version of the trimmer, which they called, like I said, the Lawnmower 3.0. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. And if it takes you 90 minutes to shave, then you should have bought this product a long time ago. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. That's a good thing. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded a 7,000 RPM motor with Quiet Stroke technology. You know that's impressive because Quiet Stroke has been copyrighted. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. But here's something I personally loved about the Manscaped company, and they do not get enough credit for this. But they do their part in raising awareness for the most common form of cancer among men ages 15 to 35. They partnership with the Testicular Cancer Society, which aims to spread a very important message about early detention and self-screening to protect yourself against men's health issues and cancer risks. So, with the discount code PODCAST42, it's put all those words together and use the numbers 4 and 2 when you type it in. You can get 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code PODCAST42. And everyone who has to look at your hairy person will thank you. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. Just for the halibut! Fry it in a basket or broiled in a pan, eat it raw like you're in Siam, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds. It's a podcast. You are about to embark on a show about four people who find themselves thrust into the backstories of pop culture history. Join Christopher DeVos, J.L. Trost, Laura DeVos, and Sabrina Pierre as they poorly impersonate celebrities, drink a lot of beer, and answer very hard trivia questions. You are now listening to Podcast 42. Should we be recording? Yeah. I'm ready. I've highlighted everyone's scripts. I highlighted yours, Jail, all in black. Thanks. It makes it really hard to read. I highlighted yours, Chris, in Disco Silver, and I put glitter glue on page three. All right. Thanks. So, um, sound check? Sure. Gong! Okay, sound check is done. Yep. What's wrong? Nothing. Something, big guy. Did someone eat your last pudding cup? No. Nope. Oh, I know! 
someone sold your last pudding cup to the wandering gypsies. Because wandering gypsies are a thing in 2020. And they're always on the lookout for pudding cups, especially the last pudding cup. Yep. Yeah. Those are the most valuable. The last pudding cup market is through the roof right now. Actually, one of my kids is moving to Maine. Well, that's great. Not so much. It's so far away. I'm not really ready to have them grow up and leave. Well, you have like 19 other ones. You know, you should sprinkle one in each state along the East Coast. Yeah, then you could road trip up and down the coast, making a stop in each state. Yeah, well, one, I only have four kids, and two, why don't you guys do that instead? What? I only have one. And I only have two. Then I guess Georgia and South Carolina are the lucky ones. Whoa, I'm not letting my kid become a boiled peanut farmer. And I'm not letting my kid sell JL's kid boiled peanuts. No. Kids. Yeah, I would do that again. Yeah. It wasn't an S there. <laughs> I see. I just wrote it in. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> and I'm not letting my kids sell JL's kid boiled peanuts. No. <laughs> kids. It's kids and kids. You're selling. <laughs> Your so daughter is selling JL's. Kids, Jail's kids boiled, boiled peanuts, peanuts that okay. he that he grew. Made, so see, yeah. my kid gets an apostrophe <laughs> yes. and yours just gets an S. <laughs> Even me with my crappy grammar knows that. Uh, <laughs> I thought my kid was selling peanuts to Jail's kid. No, your your kid is <laughs> collecting the peanuts from Jail's kid. Okay. And my then kid, selling them. Got it. My got kid's it the hustler, okay. all right? <laughs> the one with the peanut allergy selling the boiled peanuts, <laughs> having somebody sell his boiled peanuts. This is so complicated. <laughs> and I'm not letting my kids say JL's kids boiled peanuts. I have no idea what you two are talking about. You know what might cheer you up? Opening the beer cooler. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you drink, it's cooler than you drink, yeah. What's in the beer cooler today? Oh, I got two of your favorite styles of beer. IPAs. <laughs> I have from Full Silver... Ugh, I can't even talk, I'll have to listen to Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> You jinxed yourself about page one. Whatever. I have from Full Circle Brewing Company. Wow, that was tough to say. Captain Save a Hop with pineapple. It's a West Coast IPA. It's a 7.1% ABV. And the better looking beer is from Pipeworks <laughs> Brewing Co. The Chasing Extra. The can has a skeleton on it. It's a unicorn skeleton. It's a double dry hop, double IPA. And it's about an 8.25, whatever, something like that, ABV. I don't know. And what was the other one? A 7.1. But you didn't tell us what was on that can, which was picked for this show because of what the can was. Captain Save a Hop looks like a heroic Skeletor (laughs) (laughs) holding a pineapple. Uh. If not, he looks like one of the skeleton Scooby Doo villains. Yeah, that's more realistic. Skeletor is one of the greatest villains of all time. 
Captain Save-A-Hop has the diamond on his chest like Superman, except it's hops, because he's saving a hop. (laughs) A hop, skip, and a jump. That's right, with pineapple. Well, stay tuned to the end of the show when we rate the beer. We're going to rate it one through six. This is based on a six-pack, which makes sense to everybody in the world, except for one lone Canadian in Internia. Which one did (laughs) this one? Yep. You're right there. Yeah. I've never seen the beer master choke on a beer before. I feel if he was going to save the hops, he should have done it for a better beer. (laughs) I don't. They're the same. They're exactly the same style of beer, right? No. No. The uh, West Coast. West Coast. And the other one is a double, double IPA. It's like a double dry hop, double IPA. And you folks can't see that I was asking because they're two completely different colors. One looks yes. like apple juice, and IPAs. the other looks like an a banana, pineapple, orange juice. And surprisingly, the... Banana, pineapple, orange juice. Is the double dry hopped one, which I would have expected to be the West Coast, but it is not. That's the cloudier one. The West Coast one is the one that looks like apple juice. And the one you described as having a banana look to it, or a pineapple look to it, is not the pineapple, no pineapple one. No. Yeah. Yeah. The one that looks like pineapple juice is, is not the one with pineapple. That's the one that looks like apple juice. It's very dark. It's odd. Hmm. Well, to be honest, it didn't really hit me that the kid was leaving until he handed me this box of stuff he doesn't need or want anymore. I was going to ask you why you had that box next to you. Then I figured it was your lunch. How much do you think I eat? Oh, I know you don't eat that much. I just figured it was filled mostly with your meds. My meds? (laughs) Yeah. Your anti-aging creams? You do know that I'm not that old, right? So, what's in the box? Yeah, tell me what's in the box! What's in the box? Good Brad Pitt. I'm not sure what he decided not to take. My guess is it's mostly the toys that he held on to but hasn't really touched since, like, high school. Open it. Yeah, open it. Let's see. Do you think I should? Oh, for the sake of having something to record today, yes. Listen, you know, I have been working on my throat singing. We can record that. Open the box. All right, I'm uh, opening the box. Aw. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia, defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull, I have the power! Cringer became the mighty battle cat, and I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Only three others share this secret. Our friends, the Sorceress, Man-at-Arms, and Orko. Together, we defend Castle Grayskull from the evil forces of Skeletor. It appears to be full of He-Man figures. I am Adora, He-Man's twin sister and defender of the Crystal Castle. When did She-Ra become Upper New York? Okay. I didn't realize Nicole was here for this episode. <laughs> it's She-Ra from the Bronx. 
don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I still share, share, share from the block. This is spirit, my beloved steed. Fabulous secrets were revealed to me the day I held aloft my sword and said, For the order of Grayskull! Only a few others share this secret. Among them are Light Hope, Madam Raz, and Cowl. Together, we and my friends of the Great Rebellion strive to free Etheria from the evil forces of Hordak. And Shira? That's really cool! Or J-Lo. <laughs> and Stinktor! No, Stinktor. Stinktor. <laughs> and Stinktor! Stinktor? <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite! Why? You don't even know his name. <laughs> I know, but he probably gets no love and people say his name wrong all the time. And you know what? Everyone deserves love. Stinky little guy, cutie patootie. Weird, but fair. Is everyone going to ignore the fact that two action figures just came to life and talked? I certainly was. Thank you for opening the box. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) (laughs) We have been in the box for eight long years. We have had to endure darkness and weird sounds. Weird sounds? Yeah! Sounds of a young boy discovering his body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we'll go with that. I don't want to hear about that. Neither did we. Imagine how man-at-arms felt. Why do you think they called him man-at-arms? <laughs> <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> that is not why. I'll have you know, for two centuries, I've been attorney as a weapon master and combat instructor to the royal family. I was trained by the renowned tactician Decker and a veteran of the Great Unrest. The Great Unrest? was every time that boy surfed the internet. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) I thought Beastman was horny, but Sweet Pickle on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) I have the maturity of a teenager. (laughs) You're you're not going to make it through this script. I'm going to go watch an Adam Sandler movie after this. (laughs) Hubie Halloween, here I come. (laughs) (laughs) All right, why don't we put Skeletor back in the box and all the way on the bottom? Wait, wait, what are you doing? No, no, don't. I think we've heard enough out of you. Ugh, you're putting me under Merman. His farts smell like anchovies. No. They changed his name to Merman, but he will always be Seaman to me. (laughs) <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> what did she say? That he will always be semen to me. Right. That was his original name. Because he was the fastest swimmer. That's what she said. Who is this she? <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. All right. We need to stop this loop of innuendo, which, by the way, was my 90s rapper name. <laughs> loop of innuendo. I thought that was your first album. Nope. 
Oh, yeah, it's a self-titled what? album. Oh, now it all makes sense. <laughs> I'm just going to stretch my legs a bit. Where is my sword? I saw Trapjaw using it as a toothpick. How many times have I told Trapjaw to never touch my sword? He-Man, your toys, comics, and TV show were the best. Thank you. And knowing is half the battle. Uh, wrong show. Oh, yeah. He is getting a little goofy in his old age. <laughs> Join the club. Chris, you have a new buddy. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm not at all. I have the power. Yes, the power of dementia. Well, I mean, He-Man does have some ties with G.I. Joe. <laughs> I know why. They both have loincloths. That would be true, except I don't think G.I. Joe fought Cobra in a loincloth. Well, if they did, I would have watched that show. In 1975, the action doll for the $6 million man was released. It was a game changer. Sure was. It was cool. You could roll up the arm to reveal the bionics. You could look through his eye. Before then, it was just standard dolls like the big version of G.I. Joe and Big Jim. Big Jim? Tell me more of this, Big Jim. Big Jim was a doll that had a button on the back of it that made him karate chop. Maybe you should have introduced your son to Big Jim. You know, kung fu grip and all. (laughs) I don't know why you don't like my skeleton. Skeletor, get back in the box or I'll rip your arms out. You haven't heard the last of me. You know, at this time, action figures for boys only came about if there was a movie or TV show to go along with them. Oh, so like Conan the Barbarian. It's funny you should mention that. It's not that funny. It's right here in the script. Right here. Page six. Right. Um, Anyway, Mattel was going to make a whole line of dolls based off of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Conan movie until they found out it was going to be rated R with nudity and tons of violence. Okay, pirate jail. That's right, (laughs) R. I'm pretty sure your son watched that movie and only paused on certain scenes. Can anyone say orgy? Uh, Excuse me while I dunk this doll in acid. No, no, I'll stop. Please don't. You have one last chance. Okay. <laughs> I'll just sit here and braid Mossman's flock. Eh, Mattel didn't have much success doing toys this way. I can see that. At that time in history, movies opened and closed in just a few months. Then disappeared. There was no streaming, no DVD, and the only way to catch them again would be on TV. Like, years later. Sunday night at the movies. You know, Mattel spent a million dollars on Clash of the Titans dolls. Only have tons of inventory left over after the movie closed. I had those figures. They were cool. Of course, everyone knows the game changer for action figures. Star Wars. No. No. Eraserhead? (laughs) No. Yeah. No. I don't even want to imagine what those dolls would look like. They would look like evil troll dolls. Mattel passed on Star Wars, though. They had been burnt too much by movie deals. That's right, he- He-Man. <laughs> That's right, Shira. <laughs> That's right, He-Man. Boy, were they sorry they did that. Um, how do you guys know that? We were there. Remember? Well, not quite yet. Close enough. What did I tell you? What? I contributed. In a, dare I say, good way. That is true. Skeletor did just contribute. Just like your son contributed to the laundry with stiff socks, Daily. Where's the duct tape and nail gun? No! 
Mattel figured they couldn't get the Star Wars toys out in time for Christmas, uh, so they passed. Then Kenner won the contract, who also couldn't get the toys out for Christmas. So the parents bought coupons so the kids could redeem after Christmas when the dolls were ready. Brilliant! It's like the birth of the Groupon! What's a Groupon? <laughs> oh, Groupons are great. We don't have time to explain Groupons. Uh, oh, well, okay. Well, just get me with me later, and I'll change your life. Count me in, too, girl. Uh, you got it. Finger guns. Did she just say finger guns? Yeah, because, you know, audio. Oh, all right. Finger gunned you again. <laughs> Can you do finger swords? I prefer finger swords. Sure. I'll use my middle fingers for swords. Here are my finger swords. Popping up and down as I show them. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's just great. So put the finger swords away. And how does the rest of the story go? Well, Mattel wanted to move away from licensed products. So they think tanked the most popular genres of toys. They were space, military, and fantasy. Like the fantasies your son had at 1 a.m. in the morning. All right, I'm done. <laughs> what? I'm talking about puppies and homework. Right. Sure you are. Right. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. It's my thing, man. So after Mattel found out that Conan was R-rated, they pivoted to He-Man. Yes. I was originally named Torak, and I was massive. Up until me... Other figures were wimpy. They actually made 3D models of me from a big gym doll, along with his two friends, Bullethead and Tankhead. Suddenly, my name was changed to... to... He-Man! Tell me you hadn't just purchased a name mug before that. I did! Did you know how hard it was to find a Turok name mug? Yes! I had to try to find one last Christmas! No, you didn't. For who? Uh, yeah. Duh. For Turok. Who is Turok? Never mind that. I kind of want to know more. Continue, Turok. That's He-Man! Remember, I have the power! Oh, yeah, right. Uh, continue, please. I was basically a comic book drawing brought to life. It's what made me unique. That's when Mattel began to work on other characters to fill the universe. They based it on the man theme, like Sea-Man. <laughs> and Man-at-Arms. And... Dumb man. <laughs> no, D-man. <laughs> you say your way, Chris, and I'll say mine. No, it has to be D-man. Damn it. Because it's D- It's like demon. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still <laughs> think he's the man. <laughs> and man-at-arms and D-man. Which turned into me. And woe-man. Which was me originally. Luckily, they changed my name to Tila. That first name was Dorky. Mattel was smart to bring in comic book writers. They changed a lot of the names. My shelf presence was going to be huge, just like me. No toys looked like me. They made the test figures on a one-to-one scale, and the kids loved them. Those kids had the power to make or break my line of toys. Normally, I have the power, but not then. They had the power, which should have been my power. The power of voodoo. Who do? You do. What? Oh, come on, man. Bowie. I think he's stroking out. 
just like his son used to do. That's it! Chris! Chris! Let's finish this story first! Then you can stick Skeletor in the garbage disposal. Man, his one-liners are better than mine! <laughs> How did you know that's what I wanted to do? I got your back, old man. You could have left the old out. I could have, but I didn't. The kids love the figures so much... They tried to steal the dolls from the test rooms. They also love the accessories, like the swords and staffs. Uh, next you needed vehicles. Yeah, they did. They combined future and medieval times to get the look of their vehicles. I never noticed that before. Where did they put the chickens and crowns? Chickens and crowns? What are you talking about? It's obvious. The restaurant. Medieval times. Oh, right. Sabrina logic. It was on the back. Just what I thought. The next step was to create a world for He-Man, since this wasn't based off of a movie or TV show. The first step was to make the centerpiece of the world, Castle Grayskull. After they made the prototype, Mattel was concerned it would be too pricey at $20 a set. Oh, man. I know. It seems like a dream for a toy. Man, I miss those days. (laughs) And it used to seem like a lot of money, too. Yeah. Whew. yeah, they cut costs by making the molds look layered and by printing stickers for the inside decorations. The problem with the castle was that it looked like something I would own. 100%. That's when they came up with the idea of whoever has the power at the time owned the castle. Which was me. Or me. It came down to who owned both pieces of the sword. One half was mine. And the other half, mine. But if you had both pieces, you had the key to the castle, and it was yours. What was the cleaning bill like on that castle? Seems to me like it would be pretty big. Oh, you wouldn't believe what a headache it was to keep that place clean. Every time I would get the castle back from He-Man, it was trash. McDonald bags everywhere, laundry all over the dining room table, unfolded. Dishwasher full of old, crusty, dirty dishes. Sheesh. That's not true. It is true. I can prove it. Look at my TikTok account. It's all there. Stop trying to push your TikTok account. You do that all the time now. Well, I worked hard on my TikTok account. I'm close to 64 subscribers right now. Impressive. It's more than I have, although, honestly, I don't care how many I have. I think I'm pushing close to a million right now, but... You know, humble brag. Oh, follow me and I'll follow you. No. Aw. I see. So, the castle was cool because you didn't know if it was a good place or a bad place. Like, it could be either, depending on who had the power. Exactly. Kids like that. Just like your son visited the dark side on a nightly basis. Just ignore him. Just ignore him. He'll get bored. Yeah, but it's hard to ignore him because you're laughing so much. (laughs) I can't help it. They're so good. Anyway, Skeletor's going to get bored, all right, when I nail him to a board and stick him outside to braid the Florida elements. No! I'm allergic to lizards. They also saved money by having all the characters have the same body. Same legs. Same arms. Everyone but Ram Man. Ram Man? Don't get your panties in a bunch. He was that universe's juggernaut. Juggernaut? We can always tell when your husband's working a lot. (laughs) They even borrowed the tiger from the Big Jim toy line. 
painted it green and added a hood and Cringer was born. Except you couldn't ride him, remember? <laughs> well, they solved that with a saddle and a rhino-looking face hood. I like the face hood. Yeah, it was the stuff of Pooh Bear's nightmares. You know, it seems a nice mix of fantasy, dragons, beasts, and technology. Yes, and He-Man and the Lords of Power were born. Lords of Power? Sounds like the name of my rock and roll band. Early 90s, hardcore, punk, and ska fusion, we were. <laughs> <laughs> Which horn did you blow? <laughs> toot 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 toot. <laughs> yeah, it was the Lords of Power until they thought it would offend religious types. Then they changed it to the Masters of the Universe. The packaging on the toys was incredible. The artwork was amazing. Oh yeah, who did it? Gary Larson. Gary Larson, the guy from The Far Side. I don't know what side he was from. It, regardless, it was not Gary Larson. The artwork was inspired by fantasy artist Frank Frazetta. Oh, yeah. He owned that a fast food Italian place. He did not own Fazoli's. <laughs> nope, nope, not at all. <laughs> well, way to kill that bit early. Next was to sell the product to the retailers. The retailers wanted to know, how was Mattel going to sell this story with no previous movies behind it? Right, because it wasn't about imagination anymore since every toy had to be based on some other media. They decided on something genius, though. You got a mini comic book with each character. That wasn't planned. That was just a panic blurt out at a meeting with the toy companies. But it worked. The comics were great. They were crude, and the world was not very defined, but the stories were dark and well-written. My original story was that I came out of the jungle, raised by apes, like several other characters before me. Tarzan? Jungle Book? Congo. Not Congo. <laughs> Listen, all I know is Congo had a monkey in it. They changed the story anyway. I do like Congo. Thank you. So do I. The comics became tighter, full of characters and stories, and eventually DC wanted to produce the comics. They did He-Man vs. Superman, and then they did a full-size mini-run of He-Man himself. The world of He-Man was being defined more in the stories. Next came TV, after the government relaxed its policies on what could be shown for children's programming. They sold the show to Filmation, using ex-Disney animators to draw up a demo. Filmation worried that the He-Man title would turn certain groups off as being too misogynistic. Ooh, that's a big word for you. I know. I had to sound it out. <laughs> this is pretty cool, though. He-Man had a backwards path. The toy came before the comics, TV show, and movie. Spoiler alert. Well, lore isn't here. Someone had to do it. It was with the TV show that my true identity was revealed. For I was actually Prince Adam of Eternia, son of King Randor and Queen Marlena, who so happened to be an Earthling. And you ruled over the kingdom of Eternia on the planet of Eternia. And I was your twin sister, created to sell more toys to girls. The sorceress of Castle Grayskull endowed me with the power to transform into He-Man, which I did by raising my power sword and proclaiming, By the power of Grayskull, I have the power! How'd you turn it off? I'll probably overdose on carbs. <laughs> That's how I turned myself off. I turned off the power by simply saying, let the power return! Hmm, anticlimactic. You're like barbarian Superman. There's not much difference between Prince Adam and He-Man. Oh, there is a big difference. 
As He-Man, my voice is just a tad bit deeper, and you see my massive pecs. <laughs> Wait, what? We see his massive what? Pecs. <laughs> okay. Phew. That <laughs> <I> was close. <laughs> you know, you actually proved my point there, He-Man. I also had a sword of power that turned me into Shira from Princess Adora. But I wasn't allowed to do more than just swing the sword around. And it was thought women could not be warriors then. Tell that to Xena. I know, right? When I turned into He-Man, my cowardly tiger, Cringer, would turn into my battle cat, my trusty steed. I always thought lions were the cowardly ones. That's old lore. Different universe. That universe is a wee bit smaller. I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. You know who you represent. (laughs) The Lollipop Guild. That's right. And I was He-Man's closest companion, Man-at-Arms. I'm an innovator of technology and weapons, and I would create new and fantastic weapons to help He-Man and his friends. Mostly uh, swords and shields, huh? No! I also made clubs, too. Only Man-at-Arms, Orko, and Cringer knew my secrets. Man-at-Arms is a trusted friend. Yes, I am He-Man. By the way, I need to get out of here. I have an interview with TMZ at 5. Go ahead, man-at-arms. Go to this TNZ appointment. Uh, just let it go. And of course, I was the bad guy. But but really, man, these lines are hard to read. Who wrote this? It's like someone wrote this in six hours. And I, of course, was the bad guy. But what really is a bad guy nowadays? Seriously, I feel like I was just a product of the system. The system of Eternia? How bad was that? Oh, it wasn't that bad, I guess. Except I had to share a castle with Mr. Hunky Blonde and Muscle over there. But at least I was skilled in black magic in all forms of combat and was extremely cunning and intelligent. It couldn't have been that bad. I mean, by 1984, the show was seen on 120 U.S. stations and in more than 30 countries. The show was notable for breaking the boundaries of censorship that had severely restricted children's TV programming for a long time. For the first time in years, a cartoon series could feature a muscular superhero hitting people, although my own show was not allowed, and He-Man could use a sword, although, once again, I couldn't, and even toss his enemies around. But me being a woman had to remain a dainty and demure warrior. What happened to women power, right? Sexist pigs! Do you think Laura Croft would be an interesting game if all she was allowed to do is check her shoelaces? Well, (laughs) yeah. Agreed. By the way, there's a reboot coming to Netflix. I mean, this will be an adult original anime, Masters of the Universe, directed by Kevin Smith and starring Chris Wood as He-Man. Ooh, and Mark Hamill's playing Skeletor. Mark Hamill only has one hand. He doesn't have one hand in real life. Plus, this is animated. He wouldn't have to have any hands as long as he has a voice. Well, then it's a good thing they didn't cast the Little Mermaid as Skeletor. She's not wrong. Hey. Who's that? No one. Hey, I want out. It's coming from the box. Another He-Man character wants to talk. I I don't think so. I want out. And that's all the time we have for tonight. I'm Christopher DeVos. No, 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 no. We definitely have more time. 
The script is pretty short. Go up in the box. Fine. Thank you. It's about time you let me out of here. I've been trapped in there since 1987. That's probably not true. Yeah, it's not true. But I've been in that box for a long time. It's why I haven't been making very many movies. But I bet you're here to talk about... uh, Who wrote this? (laughs) Six hours, people. (laughs) But I bet you're here to talk about a particular movie you did make, aren't you? Yes. Johnny Mnemonic starred me and some unknown actor. I can't remember his name. Keanu Reeves. He is so dreamy. So was that movie. It was a dream to do. You don't want to talk about the He-Man movie? You know, the one where you played Orko? I did not play Orko. I played He-Man, the master of the universe. Yep. It was you, Frank Langella, and Meg Foster, and it was done old school style with makeup and no CGI. It was uh, mediocre at best. It was the best movie ever that year. No other movie had as much me in it. Half that statement is true. Mattel's sales of He-Man was slowing down, so a movie was just the push they needed to get them back up again. Uh... Mr. Dolph? Yes. Can can I feel your muscles? Um, sure. Oh my gosh, these wrist muscles are huge. Yeah, almost most people feel my arm muscles. You know, not everyone has the same fetish, you know. These wrists are gorgeous. This is the movie without Orko and Battle Cat. What a mistake. It was too expensive. No CGI in 1987. You'd just come off a of Rocky Four to do this movie. Yeah, and it might have killed my career. To play a toy back then wasn't as big as a deal as playing one now, but I said yes anyway. Was it true that Mattel didn't like a lot of the direction the movie people wanted to take it? Yeah, it's true. Mattel didn't like the violence and the way the producers wanted to update He-Man and Skeletor's look. That's weird. You would think they could sell more action figures that way. Yeah! I could have been sexy Skeletor. Well, I mean, I'm always sexy Skeletor, but they hated it. I didn't understand why I had an eight-foot sword, but couldn't kill anyone with it. You got a point. The best part of the movie... (laughs) I just just pictured JL reading this line. (laughs) This is why I wasn't allowed to be Skeletor or anything. The best part of the movie is that Frank Lagella... Was Skeletor. Don't you mean Frank Frank Langella? That's <laughs> <laughs> what it says. I'm here in the room. Hello. You talk like I can't hear you. Arnold Wallaby says what? What? Arnold Wallaby says what? What? Stop it, Chris. Feel these wrists instead. I'm not feeling anyone's wrists. If you look at the movie on an art and practical effects aspect, it's really good. A lot of things also got cut due to running over budget. So basically what happened is, instead of becoming a franchise, it only became a one-shot deal and He-Man toy sales also started slipping. I'm still glad I did it. It's the only movie of mine that I could show my kids when they were little. Well, now that I'm free from the box, I need to go. Can I take a picture of your wrist first? No. Thank you. Another nail in my coffin was putting me in space. Mattel was desperate to hold on to those toy sales. They tried to pinch all sorts of crazy ideas. Or pinch. <laughs> I was just going to let it go. I have a pinch. <laughs> I had to tell it of these bears. Picture it. He <laughs> made space. They tried to pitch all sorts of crazy ideas, like He-Man as a wrestler, or wrestling, god damn it, 
<sighs> I'm almost through these two beers, can you tell? <laughs> they tried to pitch all sorts of crazy ideas, like He-Man as a wrestler, as G.I. Joe as a ball player, but the one that stuck was He-Man in space. It actually might have worked if Mattel had just waited a little bit. Ah, uh, yes. The new adventures of He-Man. It was very anime. It made the toys smaller, too. Not the smartest move. It didn't last long. People didn't like the way the toys looked. He-Man was eventually made bigger again. Towards the end of the 90s, they started making He-Man figures with incredible details. They were kind of like Todd McFarlane pieces. I was just going to say that. That's so weird, but... Yeah, that wasn't your line. <laughs> I know it says you, but it wasn't. According to the script, it was. <laughs> Six <laughs> hours. And you know I only read what's written for me. Who produced the script today? Yeah. Who? Skeletor, damn it. What'd you do? <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> The other script is stuck to your son's socks. <laughs> I'm, I'm 40s gangster Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, say, yeah. That's the Skeletor from space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were cool. A real collector's piece, and the wrist detail was incredible. The fan base has really kept us alive all these years. It got smaller, but it was devoted. I think it's really cool that a toy company came up with a product to allow a kid to direct the story himself. I have the power! Let it all out there, He-Man! Just like your son did all those years. That's it! No, 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 no! What's that fishbowl for? I bet Skeletor wishes his son had a fishbowl back then. <laughs> We're going to empty the fishbowl. Hold on. Excuse me while I whip these out. <laughs> We're going to empty the facts out of the fishbowl, fill it with water, and then dunk you in it. No! Merman, come save me! I think he means semen. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> First, fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. Fishbowl fact number one. In order to animate He-Man's impossibly developed musculature, filmation director Hal Sutherland scouted gyms and assembled a crew of bodybuilders so they could be filmed performing stunts as a reference. All he did was look at their wrists. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best part. Fishbowl fact number two. He-Man clearly had super speed, indestructible skin, and superhuman strength. The true extent of his strength was unknown. On one occasion, he was able to lift Castle Grayskull and throw it through a dimensional doorway. And he was able to also lift and throw mountains and icebergs. Fishbowl fact number three. Founded in 2010, the Power and the Honor Foundation is dedicated to preserving the He-Man franchise, with original illustrations, toys, and documents being digitally scanned and stored for safekeeping. Fishbowl fact number four. Castle Grayskull was built by Titus, a giant who fought in a massive battle centuries before the events of the cartoon series. Mattel later issued an action figure of the character that stood 12 inches tall. Fishbowl fact number five. There was nearly a hero 
Son of He-Man series. Fishbowl fact number six. Running from 1986 to 1991, a He-Man strip was syndicated, so Mattel had a way of keeping the franchise visible after the cartoon. Unfortunately, it only ran for uh, in ten newspapers. Fishbowl fact number seven. Skeletor was banned in France for being too scary, with episodes featuring He-Man's arch nemesis being either heavily restricted or banned outright. Fishbowl fact number eight. He-Man is related to Skeletor. Skeletor is the half-brother of He-Man's dad, King Randor. So it's kind of like Scar, but not... Yeah, but He-Man came first. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he would. You know, maybe after your son gets to Maine, you can visit him and have a He-Man marathon. (sighs) Wow. That was a really thoughtful suggestion on your part, JL. I'm proud of you. Also, be sure to hit those buffets before 5 to get the best prices. Plus, you usually fall asleep by 8. You don't want to be out too late. Finger and... swords. And... <laughs> <laughs> Jail is back. It's all right. It's all right. How about we pack these He-Man figures back up and give them away Toy Story 3 style? oh There are some waterworks in my future. Not bad for six hours of work. I don't know why the printer does that. I don't know why it always prints an extra page. Maybe you should look at your print preview. You can do that? It's an amazing feature. It's only been around since the late I was printing the script as you walked in the door. But enough about the script and printing. Why don't we reopen the beer cooler? Oh, yeah. Hello, cooler. Never run away. Never run away. Alright, Jail, what do you want to start with first? You know, let's start with the Captain Save a Hop with Pineapple out of Full Circle Brewing. Full Circle <laughs> Brewing. <laughs> it's a West Coast IPA! It is. And it's like a 7 percenter. It's out of Fresno, California. I can't read anything. It's like, you know... (laughs) It's like you're drunk? No, I feel like I'm channeling my inner Laura. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll go first on this one. I'm super disappointed because I really was hoping it had a great pineapple flavor to it. And it's it's does not at all. It's a, a regular IPA with a really bad finish. And it looks terrible. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, I'm not impressed with this one at all. It it started off with a super strong flavor, and now it, the flavor has dulled into like a nothingness with just a like I'm just chewing on a hop at the end. I'm so going, you married the beer? I'm going one. I don't know what that means. I married the beer. I don't tell Laura you said that. No, you won't. She won't even listen to this. I know she won't listen. That's why I gotta tell her. <laughs> Sabrina, She's not even gonna know what that means. Um, hang on. It wasn't my favorite. And you just put down an empty glass. Your beer's been gone the entire listen, show. If I'm gonna make it through one, then I'm gonna make it through at least one. Unlike you pansies. Um, I'm almost done with one of them. And yet, 
who's actually finished. I'm pointing to myself. We can tell by the way you delivered your lines. That's right. Here's a finger sword for I- you. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to forever call it a finger sword. <laughs> it, it had a really kind of funky aftertaste. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> so what you're telling me is it needed more pineapple? It needed more pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Less asparagus. I can't believe I got to use that joke for once. <laughs> Keeping Less with asparagus the theme. and more pineapple. No, it didn't, like, if you would have been like, hey, describe this beer after you drank it, I would not have put pineapple anywhere in that No, not in at that all. Drink. There's no pineapple. No. Um, unless it's just the tops of the pineapple. If you look at the can, it says with pineapple. Like it's an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Like they were just like, like we were supposed to serve it with pineapple. I don't know. I feel like it's just one of those things where they were like, we need to sell this beer, so add something to it that might get people to buy it. Yeah. And they were like, pineapples in season. <laughs> Maybe you're supposed to garnish it with pineapple. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. We don't have. I any mean, of that. I no. dunk pineapple in there, but I mean. I'm a sucker for pineapple pieces. Yeah. Um, but no, there's you you don't really get a taste of pineapple and it's got like a a weird aftertaste because it's like the beer finishes and then it's like, oh, there's this weird second taste coming in. I didn't I it's a two. I'd do two. I could drink two of them. I could do one more after that one. Okay. <laughs> beer master. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the pineapple. I found it to be... I could probably go to the store and come back with pineapple faster than you'd find it in that drink. That is absolutely true. I was disappointed with this. I mean, I was honestly a little skeptic when I saw it because I'm not big on pineapple to begin with. But it also looked like apple juice. But that was the other thing, is that especially having it next to the other IPA, I feel like looking at them, I would have gotten them confused. Right. Yeah. You would have thought it was reversed. I did. I thought they were reversed. It didn't look like what I expected it to look like. It didn't taste what I expected Mm -mm. it to taste like. So overall, to me, this beer was a very, very big letdown overall. Yeah. It was like the hops came, like you finished drinking it, and then it paused, and then it was like, hello, hops. Yeah. I just, I wasn't impressed by it. So overall, I'm going to give this... A one. Hmm. Because the lack of pineapple. Yeah. And just, I don't know. It To me, it just wasn't a solid beer. It's very misleading when you hear, like, with pineapple. And there aren't instructions on the can. So if I was supposed to serve it with pineapple, I feel like that those instructions should have been on the can. Kind of like times like where we went, like, oh, I was supposed to roll this can before I poured it. <laughs> and those are in, like, the t- it's, like, in the tiniest font on the side right. of the can where you don't even really look. I'm not really expecting instructions with a beer. No, me either. But it's just one of those things, like, if it's, like, meant to be like with pineapple where it's more of a garnish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel like i need instructions for that yeah definitely. if that's how this is how this beer is supposed to be served because there was no pineapple taste to it like, whatsoever serve it with a pineapple so we get a pineapple taste there's a lingering aftertaste to it and it's not a good aftertaste so i just i don't know i feel like this beer was a letdown all around you win some you lose some and we lost one this time but you know what Still better than a clown shoes. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's the second one? The second one is the Skelicorn Beer. The Chasing Extra from Pipeworks Brewing. It's a double dry hop, double IPA with Amarillo, Idaho 7, Hellertau Blanc, and Cryo Amarillo Hops. It is an 8.25 ABV. So what is that, like four different hops? Or is it like three hops and then a... Like it's they froze hops. one. It's four different hops. Oh, you were describing hops? I thought yeah. a Spanish demon invaded your body for a second. <laughs> this is actually out of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know for a fact that the Idaho hops is a thing. The Amarillo? No, it's, what's the one after that? All right. The Idaho 7? You're That's the first, one. Sabrina. The Hallertau um, Blanc I've heard of. Yeah. I've heard of the Idaho set. The cryo thing with the hops now is a newer thing that I'm seeing in beers. So I don't know if they're like freeze drying hops and then throwing them in, but it's this is the I second think that's what they're doing. Second or third beer that I've had that has claimed to yeah. use cryo whatever. Yeah. That's how uh, Boba Fett recommends his beer. <laughs> that's how he takes everything, cryo. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had a, a beer res- recently, actually, that was just all cryo hops. I had um, Terrapin months back did a IPA survival pack, and the main reason I got it was because they did, like, it was a cryo-freeze beer, and it was all supposed to be, like, cryo-frozen hops that they used. Yeah. And it was good, but I don't know what I was expecting, so it's hard to rate it. I think it's meant to be a more intense flavor, I don't know. but I don't know. If I feel it like it's. Works. Gonna, I feel like I don't know. It's so like you got to drink it while you're camping. Yes. yes. Just don't do it with a C-section, baby. I don't know what that means. What's the number? Of I don't either. I don't, I don't want you to explain it. I just want you to describe the beer. <laughs> just, just, just drinking. We're just gonna drink let that explain. one just float out there. She has the power. <laughs> Um, I I enjoyed the chasing extra. It had a it had a nice finish to it. It wasn't overly hoppy, but it was just enough to to get you through. For me, it's it's probably uh, at least a five. Um, Why do you always sound like Christopher Walken when <laughs> it happens? <laughs> well, uh, it's like a five for me. When we do the Christopher Walken episode, I'm playing Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. And I'm playing Frank Stallone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Sabrina will be a cowbell. Ting, 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 ting. Um. <laughs> so you're going five. I'm a go. I'm a go in a five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a going a five. No, I enjoyed the beer. I don't know if I could do a full six. Um, just because of the ABV. Okay. No, see how you're supposed to say that is, is that I can drink six, but due to the ABV, <laughs> you probably should not drink six. So it's yes. not recommended, but drinkability wise, it's easy to drink six. That's what I said. I'm also going five. <laughs> I'm still giving it a five. <laughs> I'm going five, too. I like this. Um, it was super carbonated, which I liked. Yeah. At least that's what I was getting. It's got a clean finish at the end. Always important to me. That's what she said. And, <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Normally not an IPA fan, but this is a drinkable one, definitely. And if you don't like carbonation, you're probably not going to like this. But you know, 
I love carbonation. You know what I've noticed is that that I love carbonation. Yes, but you yes. also love anything like that's double or triple hopped. Really? Like if it's just a regular IPA, um, not so much. But when it's double or triple hopped, you're more likely to enjoy it. There you go, five, and a little critique from Sabrina to make it a five point six. You're welcome, beer master. Oh, I like this one. This one was way better than the other one. I'm gonna make it fives all around the board. I think the flavor's great. The cloudiness, the appearance of the beer is really nice. It makes it look very appealing. Uh, um, crisp taste, smooth drinkability. You get a hint of an aftertaste. Like there's like a dry hint at the end there that just like kind of gives you a little kick on your palate at it's the not end. Too bad. But it doesn't linger, which is really nice. So normally double IPAs, you know, they, they hit you and, you know, the, the aftertaste is what usually gets you the most. But this one was really smooth. You know, it, it, it looks more like a hazy IPA than anything. Yeah. I like it. Great beer. Five. All right, Sabrina, where can you find us? You can find us on the official podcast 42 Facebook page on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us anywhere you can find a podcast. Chances the Facebook are. Facebook page on Twitter. <laughs> Chances are, if you're listening to us now and our ridiculousness, congratulations that you have found us. Stick to it. Our website is podcast42show.wordpress.com. Um, it's got our listing of all the episodes on there, the beer guide, and a lot more. Um, we're, of course, we're part of the Podfix Network, and you can email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. Uh, we do enjoy getting mail from you guys. Um, we will also sometimes read them on the air, so those are always fun and exciting. And uh, we're on Patreon, and our phone number is 727 238 5887. If you feel the need, you can go ahead and give us a call on there uh, and leave us any feedback or show suggestions. We love that. Our artwork is by Cute Panda. You can find Cute Panda for commissions on Facebook. And our theme music is by Cramo. Find more music on Cramo.net or on Facebook under Cramo. All right. Well, I have the power. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. Jail Trost. Bye. <laughs> Stay fresh, cheese bags. Get you out of the flippity flap, gong. Not all conversations or events are 100% accurate. As if you didn't figure that out already. But things are changed or added or even deleted for the sake of attempted comedy. All sources are never verified, and all information is subject to being slightly sketchy. In other words, we are just having some fun. Thank you for listening. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com. Okay. Hey, everyone. I love podcasts. Who's got recommendations and sense?
That was quick. Do you like comedy? What about movies? Pop culture? Um, yeah. Do you like animals? What about science? Well, yeah. Do you dig plants? What about writing, snacks, rambling, and rant? Well, I... The making, improv, and interviews, Canadians, Australians, boating forecasts, and super views, ladies, gentlemen, cretins, or comic books, script reads, bad TV, heads that shut, perfectly picked packages popping up, podcasts pointing people to discover other podcasts. Yes. Fantastic. Check out the Podfix Network. Podfixnetwork.com. At Podfix on Twitter. Official underscore Podfix on the gram. Plus, check out Podfix Presents. Wherever fine podcasts are found. The Podfix Network. Artist owned and loved.